Today we're here with Nathan Hecht, founder and CEO of Roto. This is Amplify, a retail automotive podcast brought to you by Reuters Events and DeSoto. It's time to make the most innovative voices in retail automotive louder. Nathan, so good to be here with you today. Thanks for joining us. Same here. Thanks for having me. There oh, it is. I fade that oh, out a little too fast. Way too quick. Sometimes I just yeah, got a little excited. Rookie moment. <laughs> All right. So Nathan with Roto, which is one of the like there's fun names of companies in auto. And I think Roto is one of the most fun. And the logo's fun. The, like, logo's the whole vibe, fun. the energy yeah. of it is good. What led you to get started with Roto? Because I love a little founder story. And oh, I'm like, yeah. where did you see the problem in the world that you wanted to Had solve? Had to solve. Before I get into that, and I just need literally two seconds here. If you think Roto is a cool name, the previous name of this company was Honker. <laughs> I'd say it's an improvement. <laughs> True fact. Yeah, we'll True go fact. with Roto. Because if you're in Boston, that just sounds even funnier. Honka, right? <laughs> okay, so That's good change. That's good. good change. Thank you. So that out of the way, um, I was in the market for a car in New York, and I walked into a dealership for the first time in my life. Which You're talking about the city. I'm talking New about city. Actually, Long Island. Okay. Yeah, we're not, we're not that cool. Okay, okay. And I went into a dealership for the first time in my life based on an ad that I saw for a car, and I was like, I want this car at this price. And the guy was like, well, come inside and have a seat. And about <laughs> six hours later. You know later, where this is going already. <laughs> oh, I, no. was, I was like slumped on the couch. How do I even get out of here? You're sideways. <laughs> and He's like, I haven't eaten. He only, had, I haven't. He only had one shoe. They had to take a shoe to the desk. <laughs> right. I was a cartoon. Okay. And I was like, this can't be real. Does everybody in America do this? And while I was sitting there, I was on my phone Googling, lease a car online, buy a car online. How do you do this online? How do you... Etc. And that's how Roto was born. I said, we have to take this brick and mortar transaction and turn it into something online. All right. So you've turned that's it online. You've had uh, how like what? Seven, eight years. How long have you been? Uh, uh, almost seven years. Yes. Yeah, almost seven years. That's pretty good. I've been, I've been paying attention to how I've been in he's my sharp, market. He's okay. a got the sharp mind. Um, so almost seven. Yeah. So you've been in the market now this long been working through digital transactions you were present during covid probably saw some some lift there what have you seen the consumer interaction change when they get into the ecosystem of the lease buy purchase online i think once a consumer experiences the transaction online vis-a-vis -vis offline uh, they're born again mm. they, they can't get away from it the, the types of reviews and feedback that we get from consumers who have done this both ways is exceptional. It's almost like, I'll never forget the first time I used Uber. I was flying back from overseas, landed at JFK 5 o'clock in the morning. Typically, you come out, you're waiting online for a yellow taxi. He doesn't really want to go to your neighborhood. The car's falling apart. And instead, my wife was sitting next to me, and she was like, you want to download this app and, like, a black car appears or something like that? And this I was is like, like old school OG when they had all the drivers, and it was... Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I was, and, and the first time I experienced it, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I will never step out of an airport the same way again. That's the kind of reaction we get from consumers who buy or lease online now. Wow. Wow. I'm just, th there's an element of when 
even if it can't be fast, it can be easy. And who said that to us? Somebody said that to us today. And the fact that even if you were in the dealership and even if the buying a car still took you a number of hours, if it, it could still be easy. And it's almost like when you, when you just talk about that Uber example and you're talking about the reaction to your product, it's probably more reaction to the fact that it's easy and less about it being fast. Absolutely. I think convenience and easy are, are the two things that... Because that, that easy is a feeling, right? It does, it, it's not benchmarked on time. If I leave, and it, maybe it took me long, but if I felt like it was easy, it's only that feeling of ease that matters. Totally. Yeah. Now, you know, one of the conversations that we're having here at this event is like mapping the gaps between kind of the four parties involved, which is like the industry partner, the OEM, the dealer, and, and the customer. How are you looking to solve the problems of the gaps between each of those? You know, because like, you know, there, there, there could be dealers that are like, oh, buying online is dumb, right? Maybe there's customers that are like, I still want to go in the showroom. There's OEMs that are like, well, we need our brand to be safe and make sure that everything works. And then you got other industry partners that are like, no, 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 but my tech over here. How are you working to solve the gaps or, or some of the gaps in there? First of all, it is very, very hard. As you just mentioned, you have all types of personalities when you deal with the corporate types coming out of the OEMs. You deal with the sort of rough and tumble guys at the dealerships and then consumers you know, who have s certain expectations as well. So it's hard to connect the dots. Um, I think the first thing is technology, right? When technology is seamless, when technology is intuitive, um, when technology is fast, to your earlier point, and easy, it sort of does a lot of the heavy lifting on your own. If it's make-believe, you know, a lot of the digital retailing or other types of website, you know, enhancements, of the last few years is really just patches for what's been around for a very long time. You know, it's the dealer.com website, not knocking them just slightly better, you know, maybe shows a price, maybe, you know, brings a few rebates and incentives to the surface, but it's not amazing. So we're trying to be amazing. And most of that is done with technology. And then what are the elements of amazing? What, what like, you know what I mean? Layman's terms, like what parts make up an amazing transaction? I'll speak specifically to Roto. If you can lease a car on th three or four swipes on your phone, that's amazing. That's unbelievable. That I, is unbelievable. I, I, I literally search Honda Accord, see the cars that are available near me, price and payments right in front of me, click place order, upload my, my credit information, my driver's license, and I'm 90% done. The other 10% is the dealer completing the transaction, delivering the car to your door. You know, there is no coming to the store. There is usually no phone call. There is no upsell. There's just none of that. It's just a, an extremely slick, fast, easy transaction that's guided by technology. Are, uh, like with what you do, because obviously Roto as a platform, as a place where consumers go to actually engage, are you mapping that to like something that dealers or consumers can use with a direct interaction with dealers at this point, or is, is everything kind of like in that third-party marketplace uh, environment? So it's, in, in tech, it's commonly referred to as a managed marketplace, right? So there are marketplaces that are non-managed, there are managed marketplaces, meaning that there needs to be some hand-holding along the way. So in our instance, we are actually watching the transaction sort of at a, out of an operations room, every transaction that's happening as it's happening. 
making sure that dealers are moving the transaction along. And they abide by very specific criteria. Like if you're not a dealer that's geared up for doing an e-commerce transaction, don't operate on Rota. Wow, yeah. Period. I love that. You're like, no, we're not for everyone. Exactly. Right? You got to have people, processes. You got to understand technology. Discipline. discipline exactly. Consumer interaction. Exactly. You have to have it buttoned. Yeah, I mean, think about your food delivery companies, right? If you're constantly trying to get food from this Chinese restaurant that just doesn't deliver on time and it's always coming cold, like, just get off the platform. Right. Yeah. Right. right. For sure. When do they working. kick them off the platform? They kick them off the platform. Yeah. They're like, bro, this is not for you, right? You're, you're right. awesome restaurant, but you need, you need to do things your way. Our consumers have certain expectations, and we have dealers that are die hard on Roto. They've been doing this for years. They're 10, 15, in some instances, 20% of their monthly volume. Whoa. Yeah, is going through the platform without mentioning specific groups. If dedicated staff, dedicated process, ownership, owner principles, management love it, and they live by it. Is there a, is there a, a market type that leans best toward the, par- the product? No, there's a dealer type. Ah, yeah, I was wondering. I was like, is this like more of an urban thing? Is it more of a suburban thing? No, urban consumers love it. You know, who wants to sit in traffic on the weekends and then spend your weekends at the dealership? Yeah, right. Rural consumers love it because who wants to drive 80 miles to go to the Ford store and then 20 miles to go to the Toyota store and so on? Everything in one place, price, payment, transaction. You do it from your living room, have the car delivered. It's it's pretty compelling for mm. both. Yeah, I love it. That's I'm telling you what, that type of technology is... It's a big gap in, in, like you said, you said like web enhancement tools, like the, the new digital retailing. And you, so it's, it's clear to me that you didn't come from an automotive background. No. Yeah. So what's your background a little bit? Tech. Yeah. My whole life. Yeah. Just variety of different all, types. All different yeah. types of Six tech. Six hours and in a dealership changed you the know, trajectory <laughs> of your life forever. There's <laughs> kind of this question happening a lot in auto right now. It's like, hey, do we need people that know the car business to build the tech and uh, like you need to learn the car business at minimum or understand the transaction nature and understand all the dependencies but like as you go but you've been able to do that with partnering and as you go and learning the tech um but i think that there there's always kind of been from the dealer side like no has to be people within auto that get it and the reality is it's like no, all these other business verticals, just it's just tech. Tech is tech, right? Whether it's e-com or realty or, or automotive. And, and what you're proving right now is like, hey, we can come from any side and support the industry with technology. And, and whether it be like you were in a dealership or, whether, or, or you haven't been, that consumers can be served well. Um, the end user can be served well by technology. Yeah, I would agree. I think if you went to the likes of Tesla, which is you know completely uh, you know online to purchase, etc., I would challenge you that if you asked any of the folks that work there, did you come out of auto, right? You work for AutoNation? Who? No. Yeah. And they're doing a supreme job in giving consumers yep. an amazing experience. Yeah. Hey, that's what we need to do. Give consumers an amazing experience. Hey, well, Nathan, thank thank you so much for joining us today. Really cool insights. Congrats on the platform and, and founding something great. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Amplify podcast brought to you by Reuters Events and the SOTU. For more engaging episodes like this, subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform. You can learn more about our hosts, Paul J. Daly and Cal Mountsier by visiting asotu.com. 